Dudes, welcome back to Read It and Weep Season 2. This is episode number three of our second season. It's uh, episode number 476 overall, but the important thing is season two. Uh, I'm really getting a lot of great feedback on season two. I hope you are enjoying it, Anthony. I am. I, this is an interesting, interesting time. So um, just to catch everybody up really quick, for those of you who have not been listening so far yet, uh, season two of our show, we got re-picked up after 474 episodes. And um, the new season is about uh, topics as autobiography, so or as biography. So uh, we're talking about pop culture that makes us interested in the person who brought it to us. I'm your host of this show and of the season. I'm Alex Falcone. I'm on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And I have a great panel with me today. Uh, all of us just making friends, setting trends, uh, shaking hands at the bar. And first up in Southeast Portland, it's Mr. Anthony Lopez. Excited to be here. This is going to be a weird one. <laughs> yes, indeed it is, you guys. It's going to be a super weird one. Also joining us in Queens, New York, it's Lisa Battle. Hey, I haven't headbanged since 2000, so this will be fun. Yeah, uh, probably don't headbang too much while you're pregnant. I don't know if that's like soft cheeses, but it seems like you shouldn't do it. Alex, do you know where babies are anatomically? <laughs> They're not in your head. I know, but it just feels like... If you headbang enough, the baby will turn out like annoying. <laughs> that might okay. be true. I that's fair. Like you, know, you play like here. classical music on their stomach, right? Did you people used to do that to make it smart? You did expose my baby to Nickelback, like because they can hear in the womb. It's dangerous. Oh, no. They're gonna be so catchy. Your baby and is gonna be Canadian as shit. Honestly, I think, like, get that baby head headbanging pretty young, you know? Like, <laughs> as long as you're not banging the baby's the head. Yeah, I just, I really think, like, you know what, like, fuck playing classical music, play modern classical music, real metal, you know? Get some, <laughs> I, that's what I'm going to put on my baby's, uh, my wife's stomach is, you know, some good old Converge Jane Doe, just really technical math core, uh, you know? Yeah. I know Let that, the baby hear that. I feel like you were like, I, I know you're sort of joking, but I also do think that metal and classical i know i know that wasn't a totally random connection that's an interesting dovetail there that's a really no i, I mean m metal is the like almost all classical famous really classical composers if they were alive today they would probably make metal music are you sure they would uh, i was i've thought about this before i thought if 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 like if beethoven was alive today he would be making movie scores yeah. yeah, I mean, that's there's a good chance of that, too. But, I mean, I think a lot of, you know, like, classical composers weren't doing stuff that's, like, driving and repeating. It's a lot of, like, constantly building and stuff. Stuff that you see much more in, like, grindcore metal or, like, super yeah, absolutely. Or, like uh, Yeah, and they do these, like, like the, the counter melodies that you will sometimes hear in, like, yeah. like a slipknot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes you just hear like a, a p uh, someone going crazy on a piano, and you're like, "That's just shredding. That's all that is. That is just." <laughs> That's I mean, what I think as well. Let me yeah. ask you a question: Is piano playing not the original finger tapping? Think about it. You're using your fingers tapping on strings. Tapping Jesus, on it's, guys, I gotta go. It's this really is... the same thing. This is a lot. Yeah, I, I have. I have to go clean my brains off the wall because you just blew my mind. Uh, this episode is brought to you by our fabulous Meat Buddies. Uh, you can help keep the show floating down the tracks by going to readdistribute.com slash Meat Buddies. It's sort of like Patreon, but like clumsier. 
you know uh it's just we built it ourselves and so it's not as smooth but the, it still helps us and that's the only reason we were able to keep doing the show so uh almost all of the money that we take in is paid out to our guests so go to readdustweep.com slash meet buddies and become a meet buddy today okay so as i mentioned for season two we're asking guests to pick a topic that uh so far we're, for our first game is does it hold up so we're asking p- people to pick a topic they used to love and they're going to find out if they still do because it's been a little bit so phoebe what is our topic today Alex, uh, <laughs> I'd like to say you asked me this. Qu- you, you, uh-huh. I said, "What's the topic?" Yes. And you s- explained that. And did would would you say it took more than thirty seconds for me <laughs> to answer? Well, it did, but only because you built up some suspense. You were like, "I know it. Are you ready? Here's what it is. It's just about to happen." And then Nickelback's you told album "Silver Side Up." That's right. This yep. is our first ever uh, musical episode. Week. we've never talked about an album before and i really secretly have always wanted to well we yeah. used to be about books and then movies and now more open but we have talked about a video game um but yeah i've always wanted to talk about a record so as soon as you said that it was so perfect i have no idea how wonderful news if it's gonna work but i am excited for the opportunity so nickelback's 2001 album silver side up their third not only album not just not just uh, 2001, 9-11-2001. 9-11, this yeah. album came out. It was released September 11th, 2001. And uh, wow. yeah, because if they had held off the release, uh, the terrorists would have won. Yeah, yep. weird day. That's 9-11 <laughs> overall, yeah. right? This yeah. Zoolander. Uh, yeah. Did Zoolander come out 9-11? I, uh, what was that? Were you what the was one that who told us about the... The turtle scene in Master of Disguise. Oh yeah, that was that you. Was that was your your nine yeah. eleven fact yeah. was about turtle scene. See, yeah. I never I forget mean, anything about nine eleven. I take it really fully, <laughs> literally. <laughs> the world, you know, changed drastically that day, and it makes you wonder: was it the planes that hit the building that changed the world, or was it Nickelback's <laughs> two thousand and one album Silver Side Up? A- we can never really know. It was a big day yeah. for uh, for a lot of people, a breakout day for uh, Chad Kruger, Chad Kroger, um, with this record. Also for Osama bin Laden. Was a lot of people had they'd been around for a while, but this was really the this was the hit for Chad. This was his. Some big, people, yeah. yeah. I mean, some people say that um, they, you know, there's a conspiracy theory behind Nickelback. And 9-11. Right. That you, but I don't, you're saying that they that they didn't actually make the music. The government secretly made the music. No, yeah. no, Alex. Here's what you got to know. The original Avril Lavigne was on that flight, all right? And then when she died, they replaced her. It all ties together, all right? Oh, man. She's building seven. Yeah, exactly. The original Avril Lavigne died in building seven. And yep. uh, the Chad Kroger had to you know take over the replacement one. For those Nickelback you- doesn't melt steel beams, you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it just melts your fucking brain. So yeah. So if, also, this was a fun. So I learned about 9/11. I did not know. Other fun fact that Chad Kroger, the lead singer of this band, used to be married to Avril Lavigne. That was a fun. I really I know well, too much about it. The fake well, uh, Avril Ch- Lavigne, not not right, the real right, Avril Lavigne, not, not the original Avril. But that Do means you know Chad was at one point a skater boy. Do you guys know that um, they had a celebrity mashup name? Oh, what was oh. it? Chadville? La Lavoger. 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 That's too hard. Lavoger. Yeah, it's a terrible. L A V O E G E R. Lavoger. 
Lavoger. Yeah, I think that's why they didn't work. Yeah, uh, it's very possible. <laughs> uh, and another fun fact is, you know, that the wedding ring that he gave her, uh, the diamonds were in the shape of the Hot Topic logo. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is classy. That's so good. Thank you. Oh, that is a good fact. Well, so, okay, so besides the fun fact, Phoebe, why is this the immediate thing you think of for wondering if it does hold up? I loved it so much. Okay, here's here's some details. I love how you remind me. It was my favorite song when I was 12. Uh (laughs) I wasn't a Jewish adult yet. It's pre-bat mitzvah for me. (laughs) As a Jewish baby. Uh, as a Jewish infant. Before um, you had put those childish things away, like Nickelback, you know? Right. But I don't think, guys, I don't think I ever really extricated it from my identity. I love it so much. There was a uh, show that our friend Andy Wood and Brian yeah. Kirk do called Guilty Pleasures, and it's uh, Guilty Treasures, and you play a song that you love with great guilt with a live band. Oh. And I chose How You Remind Me because it's the only song I truly know all the words to. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I love it. And part of it is that it was like, it was a huge song that year, 2001. Yeah. I was just sort of getting my independence together. And uh, we went on this big class trip to this place called Wolfridge for a week, which was this like um, outdoor learning camp. And I just, it was my... Uh, it was my song then, and it sort of underscored my first big crush to Brian Deeney. Mm, and then, uh, I don't know, it's just like when you hear it, you feel those feelings in your tummy all over again. I mean, this is, so this was their third record, but definitely How You Remind Me was their breakout hit and their biggest hit by far. This was uh, yeah. spent four weeks at number one on the Ha 100. I None of this I knew at the time. I was not listening to this particular radio station but, at the time. But you heard it. That's all right. You, again, if you Lisa. existed, you had to have heard it because during this time, I didn't even know that I knew this song and then I played it and I was like, this is ingrained in something deep, deep within yep. me yeah. because it played so much that I know all the words and I didn't know I knew all the words. I have definitely <laughs> and, heard it. And you can't it. help but dance to it because it's like, it's, very it's catchy. just in you. It's, very <laughs> it's like catchy. mind control. It's like in a movie where you see, um, so God, what movie was it? Was it like Kingsman? Where it's like, oh, there's a song that makes, when it plays, it makes people go insane yeah, and yeah, yeah. violent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. That song. And then also, like, when Uptown Funk came out, I was like, <laughs> oh, this is definitely the kind of song that would do that. Yep. You think, uh, so you, you put Uptown Funk and How You Remind Me in the same category of triggering insanity. I'm sorry. Am I being rudely I'm just, interrogated I'm on just this? summarizing I'm just I don't summarizing like your tone you Alex um I <laughs> I guess I did I've definitely heard it but I did not I did not realize that I heard it it is very catchy I listening to it now yeah. I can see why it worked it's clearly it's like a well-constructed hit um uh, no, it is within is your it? cells it is within your cells because yes it, it, it there's was. something about it that is like I know I know because I experienced and lived through that time like it is just yeah well, I do. There, I feel like if you it. got me, if you were playing songs from three years before this that were big radio hits, they're deeper inside me than this. This was about the time for me. Two thousand one was about the time that I was like, I had, I was rebelling against commercial radio, like at, like in a real lame, 
high school totally move. Fair. But I was like, yeah, Here's I don't the- need this shit. So I was simultaneously listening to like like a, a harder rock than this, and also like a so much more bootylicious. Re- what is what you're talking about? So bootylicious. Uh, uh, I, I would, yeah, I would not, not say bootylicious. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, here's that's what I was listening to around this time. I had like started hanging out with kids in punk bands in basements. And so I was listening to a lot more uh, uh, punkier punk. And (laughs) but also I like also was hanging out with weirdos that got me into like Nick Cave and Tom Waits around the same time. Yeah. So I was like simultaneously listening to like harder and more eclectic and kind of missing out on some commercial radio. But like if you were I mean, if you want to talk about Smash Mouth, that is in my cells. (laughs) <laughs> and I feel like how you not, remind me not as deeply. Yeah. Here's okay. here's why uh, how you remind me works. Yes, please. And has and became such a hit uh, is because it is so derivative of so many things that are good. Uh huh. <laughs> but it's watered down to like you're like oh is there any Kool Aid powder in this? It's the color <laughs> of Kool Aid, but it's so diluted that this just sort of seems like. It's a mistake, uh, but you can kind of see where it came from. Well, so here's so like you're hearing Nickelback, but you're also hearing other bands that are really good. That Nickelback was like, I don't know, should we just do this for a while? Uh, that is a f- <laughs> very funny summary of this. Um, let, uh, what I want to ask you, well, first, actually, I should say, although this did not feel like it was directly in my cells, as soon as you said this, I started playing it, and my wife freaked out. Because yep. this song is in her cells in a way that they are not in mine. And this is a harder kind of music than I would have expected her to have ever listened to. And I, feel, I, I wonder if that's true for a lot of Nick, people who like this song was like not... You didn't listen to that much post-grunge rock, but then this worked. Right. It, that's what I'm saying is it's like commercialized. Yeah. Right. Hey, I'm back. Welcome back, Anthony. Um, Sorry for dropping out again. That's okay. I, what did I miss? nothing um phoebe uh, here's my question yeah so we, we go for alex talked about this last week a little bit so the the game is that my friends used to play is what is the song about you gave me uh, where you don't talk about the lyrics you talk about the time in your life and what it meant to you so you gave us a little bit with your crush on andy and going to this camp what give paint me brian, the fuller picture. sorry sorry good oh I yeah should, brian just in case he listens uh i definitely was like i went to my high school reunion last year Ooh. and he was there and i was like I know you have a wife and a child, but let's see how this works out. And I am also married. <laughs> yeah, but it's Brian Dini. It's a it's he was in the rotation first. So, so that's a that's a freebie. Here's so but here's so paint us the rest of the picture. What else was twelve year old Phoebe like? What else were you listening to? What else were you what machine were you raging against that this song spoke to you? The machine I was raging against was probably like a TI-83 calculator. <laughs> there wasn't much machine Not for even me a to plus. be mad That's at. how young... That's how... Yeah. How, how it was like there. the kind where you could play like Worm on it. Yeah. Um, so, doesn't this album have like a very much like to a like innocent, less like complicated 12-year-old like, oh man, you know what? These are real problems. Drinking <laughs> beer during the day. Uh, abusive dads, but not really being angry, that angry at them. I, was, I mean, uh, we like definitely have to talk about that song because that song is it's, crazy balls. Dude, right? It's, it's an incredibly violent album. It's so gnarly. It? It's, but is it's it? Canadian I, violent. I don't, yeah, it's Canadian violent. Like, it's the, there's this thing I was like listening to this album. I couldn't stop thinking about how, like, um, 
There is like in American rock songs, there's like a past tense or a description of like violence happening. Like it's already happened or I'm doing it right now. This is all like theoretical violence. Like, yeah, I would really like yeah. to hurt that guy, but I'm not exactly. going to. But it's, he does get shot like, by somebody it's else. A little I bit mean, like, for sure he gets shot in that first song. Yeah. This, this, the first song is about his mom murdering his dad. That's what that song is about. And for here's for the cause. Thing. I'm not saying I'm on violence. his side. For cause. But still, but it's, it's gnarly. I feel like a lyric that they took out of that song is like, if you apologize to her, everything will be all right. Like, <laughs> that's truly the Canadian way. Where they're like, yeah. oh, you beat the shit out of my mom, but why don't you just say you're sorry? Yeah, let's just go to your story. I gotta say, yeah, that's my favorite thing that I did not notice as a kid. There's there's this tiny Canadian thing in, in How You Remind Me where he rhymes sorry with story, which yep. does not work in American music the same way. Nope. Uh, but it's perfect for for him. <laughs> Such a great little... And now that I've heard that, that's all I can hear. Every time he says it, is I can hear sorry. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> Bunch of lunatics. Um... <laughs> Okay, so here's the other here's the other thing. So it was like fun because it was like a little hard, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I was just like I was just feeling my adulthood. I bought my first um, uh, parental advisory CD, which was Unwritten Law, which is also an incredibly shitty band with sort of the same kind of like unwritten law harumph yeah they're horrible i am not familiar i said it's another one where like you listen to it and you're like oh is this music but i still know all the words to every (laughs) song on the album interesting Um, still touring if you're curious are they yeah they'll be in denver colorado on february 9th at the marquee theater good for them I assume Nickelback is still touring. Right. I didn't check that, but it seems like they're, yes. they're still Nickelback. putting out albums. Oh, and, shit. Is that true? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, Nickelback's still releasing music, right? Yeah, they, they just put out a That's new record insane. in 2016, I think. Um, God. Yeah. I didn't know that. I sort of stopped paying it. I stopped getting all the fan letters. <laughs> they're, they're the currently, fan newsletters. They're currently on tour in Japan. Um, there it is which is which is what you do which is like a, that's just like a classic aging rock uh, money grab yep. there's this great moment in uh uh the documentary about um uh oh, oh damn it. um uh hold on uh, hold on you, um do you, do you already know what i'm gonna say yeah i do uh it's a tribe called quest is what I was going to nope. say. Okay. There's this great moment in the documentary about Tribe Called Quest where they are, long after they've broken up, they get back together for a tour of Japan. And the, and Q-Tip just looks at the camera and he's like, yeah, even though we're an out-of-business kind of business, we're still a business. And then they go to Japan to make money. Anyway, it's just a great, uh, like, it's just a great uh, embodiment of like, I we just want the cash of this show. I don't give a shit that we don't get along anymore. Um trying to find the one that i was yeah what are you talking about because i gave very little information for you to have guessed what the ending of that sentence was it was this band god it's one word it's like my brother's favorite band they're um the lead singers kind of like washed up and not doing anything and then they get him but he's like incredible and they get him back on his feet and then they go on tour pentecost I do not know Pentecost. 
it's a it's a really good documentary. I suggest you you take a look. All right, anyway, so let me let me pull back, back now. Let's 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 spread this out a little bit. Lisa, this was sure. in your bones. What yes. were you listening to in 2001? And well, what did this mean to you if anything? So I'm a little older. Um I like I guess I, I mean, I was probably listening to Destiny's Child, like, oh. honestly, Bootylicious, Independent Woman. Yeah. That was where my head was. Like, fun. before that, I was into TLC. Yeah. Um, so definitely but, more like, of a, I, a pop a sensibility and not an alt rock kind of radio yeah, station. Well, except for the fact that I will, like, the way you're talking about Nickelback is the way I used to talk about Vertical Horizon. Um, and it's almost the same thing. I don't know like, Vertical Horizon either. Oh, do I? Uh, you're a god. You're a god, and I am not. Man, the pictures look just, exactly the same as both these yeah, other bands we've been it's talking about. The same thing, and I like loved them with every part of everything. Um, and so I like I can't judge on that. Um, but yeah, I my what I was listening to then was probably more like Destiny's Child because I was trying to be yeah. real cool. Yeah, no, I mean I I love pop music and I uh, unapologetically. Um, also, oh, you know who else? Uh, Matchbox Twenty uh, might be <laughs> yeah. is is showing up as like a similar music to a bunch of these things. So, do you guys know my other my other big obsession? No, I, no. I think probably following this one was Good Charlotte. Oh, I was a, okay. I was a nightmare suburb idiot it's just a pop punk yeah that, no no don't make excuses for me i'm, I'm not doing it okay well that's it so I you appreciate don't appreciate it oh man these I, the pictures of good charlotte it. are pretty terrible um yeah they're horrible uh, they're almost i think they're worse than nickelback um anthony what were you listening to in 2001 and what did uh, nickelback do to you if anything for you <laughs> nickelback uh, didn't did do, to you? do to you never really moved the needle for me you know uh in like early Early 2000, my older brother took me to see uh, the Blood Brothers, Erebon Raider, and the Locust uh, at the Meow Meow in Portland, and uh-huh. I immediately was like, that was just my musical scene at that time. So I was into a lot of hardcore, a lot of post-hardcore punk stuff. I didn't um, know you listened to the Blood Brothers. Of- oh, man. I sp- oh, yeah. So, yeah, the Blood Brothers was more my speed around this time. Yeah, so I, I saw was, I saw I them was- in Reno, and I, re- I, re- I quite enjoyed them for a time. Yeah, I uh, I've always been a big fan of kind of hardcore metal stuff like that, and even like I like the kind of classic rock and stuff. Still, uh, always have uh, Nickelback to me has always been like uh, when you look at the popular music of that time, you, the early two thousands. You have like the Corns, the Limp Biscuits, the yeah. the all these other You're, big the, metal the Limps bands. Biscuit. Yeah, but they like. Nickelback to me was is always like a, a Canadian sanded off, like soft nerf version of those kind of yeah. bands. Uh, yeah. So like even if I was gonna listen to stuff, I wanted to listen to stuff with a bit more edge to it. Yeah. And also re-listening to listening to this album, I've never listened to it cover to cover, and I've done that yeah. about three times now. Really fucking up my Spotify suggestions. <laughs> yeah. So that's, <laughs> it's yeah. definitely that's, ruined all my recommendations. That's been fun. Uh, but it's just like, I haven't listened to a lot of albums from the early 2000s. And listening to this, I just, one, I like the, the thing about Nickelback ripping themselves off, like they do that. There are songs on this, like the song Hangnail uh-huh. and the it's song the same Would You song. Remind Me is the same exact yes. song. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. I have that, that written. I was like, this is the yeah. same song except less comprehensible. 
Yeah, it's it, it's a bit faster in certain parts, a bit slower, but it's the exact same chord progression. It's literally, they just repackaged their Phoning single later on in the album. That's yeah, so interesting. I didn't even notice that because uh, by the time I got to the second half of the record, I, every time this weekend, I was like pretty exhausted yeah. of it. And and then there's <laughs> also like a big part of this whole genre of, not genre, but this time in music, the early 2000s, uh, I find it very hard to go back and listen to because it's maybe the most overproduced time in all of rock and roll. Like this album... Mm. It's so overproduced. It's like every song, you can't just have like a second vocal track on a song. You got to put yeah. like an effect on it and an echo and put it just in the left channel. Right? <laughs> yes. Like, Why? Everything. Why is it, it sounds like they're in a murder room hallway yeah. the whole time. And it's just it's just because like the music at the time, like CDs were getting really expensive. We're not just making a rock and roll album. We're making a symphonic experience or yeah. some shit like that. Uh-huh. And I just, I've been, I've been listening to this album exclusively with like really nice headphones on. And it's just like distracting <laughs> how yeah. like the weird channel stuff comes in and out. The weird effects that's on every song. Uh, and it's just like, you feel like I can just listen to it and be like, all right, so this is the song when he needed like a slide guitar in the studio. Like it's just... All this like gimmicky stuff. I don't know. So, so uh, all totally fair criticism, which I think actually probably slides us right into the next thing we need to talk about is ha- about why uh, Nickelback is the punchline to everything. Like about how because yeah. this I I did not I did not listen to much Nickelback. I don't know much about him except that every joke about a musician in the last ten years has been a Nickelback is the punchline. And yeah. So I think yeah. of them well, first as a punchline and secondly as a band, and that is weird. And I so I read up. I I assumed I was like I bet I'm not the first one to notice this. I'm sure there's a bunch of think pieces about how they became the punchline band, and indeed there are. Uh, and I yeah. read all of them this morning. I mean, can I give a theory that it's <laughs> yeah, just but love people stop knowing the Phil Collins reference, right? Like, fi- like Phil Collins just got too old, and ICP fans are a little too scary. Yep. So Nickelback that is, is like, brilliant. Yeah, it's it's just like there's. I mean, it's the same reason. Was like Phil Collins comment, this much of a punchline? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like oh, Phil Collins is a, a punchline in the same way. I mean, the way in like comedy, Carrot Top is a punchline. I was just, just going to yeah, no say, clearly reason. Nickelback is the Carrot Top equivalent. I even wrote that yeah. down. There is this just certain things that's like you're unoffensive enough. You're wildly successful. Uh, so I don't think it's gonna actually hurt, and it's like uh, a barometer of I don't know, like people think of it as like stupid people music, which I don't think is fair, and I think no, it's no, very no. Um, uh, like fetishistic of like smart people music, whatever that yeah, means. Yeah, awful. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I think that's a lot that's of this a good is guess. Yeah, those are good good theories. I, actually, why don't we do this first? Do, do you have a uh, what's the first Nickelback joke that comes to mind? Does any do you have one? I don't think there's like a lot of street jokes. They're just it's like if you're yeah. talking about something and you're like fucking Nickelback, everyone's like, yeah. Well, but Phoebe, you know this too from stand up though that like every four comics, every fourth comic has a joke where Nickelback is the punchline. I feel like right. Um, yeah, I mean, I I had a joke when Nickelback was the punchline. Oh, you uh, did. <laughs> yeah, it was my um, 
uh, it's a joke about pro people who protest wrong, and how I saw a sign once that said uh, "government oh, abuse you is did. child abuse." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you, you can't protest by pitting just two bad things together and being like checkmate. That would yeah, be yeah, like yeah. if I had a sign that said "global warming is Nickelback's music." I like, remember that like, joke. Oh yeah, it was like. It's a pretty, like, hacky joke, but it's, like, the thing is, I always wanted to do the joke with ICP's music, but not enough people got the reference. Didn't laugh at it, yeah. So I, I defaulted to Nickelback, like, through workshopping it, because yeah. Nickelback was in any room. Everyone got the reference. Even if they like Nickelback's music, they get that it's kind of agreed upon to not be great. Yeah. So they laugh. It's, like... They just carry such a wide swath of like people who get the reference and find it funny that it became easier, you know? Yeah, totally. I Truly, think honestly, Nickelback unified us in a time where we needed it the most. <laughs> yeah, that's after nine eleven, everyone was like, Okay, we hate this, whether we love it or not, we hate it. I think yeah, that's it's what's like, kinda great about it though, because like it is what you were saying. Like it is Kool Aid that is so watered down, yeah. and it's like almost m like mimicking itself. That that's why it's safe to hate it. It's because they are successful. We are singing this, the lyrics along with them. Yeah, but it is like you know. I was listening to this and I'm like, I wanted to like it because I knew everybody else hated it. Just because part of it was like, I'm gonna give it a chance. But it is bad. Like it's yeah. it's really bad. Like oh, the guy objectively is whining. so. Yeah, like the guy is whining a lot. Uh, the the lyrics are questionable. Okay, and then uh, like, well, slow it down for one second. Like I want to just I just want to pop in here because I feel like like I was not expecting to be the person defending it. Um, <laughs> I I, should, I do not care for the lyrics. Uh, the more I could understand, the less I liked it. But I will like so for example, I'll never oh, again. Look them up. The the it, first song. It's really fun. Yeah, I found it unfun. But yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> the first song on the record, Never Again, is like uh really annoying, hard to listen to lyrics. However. That opening guitar riff is real solid, and no, even it's if not. no, it's not. Yes, <laughs> come on, guys, give it to him, guys. It sounds like it sounds like somebody is trying so hard. Like you know, the first time you ever heard um, the Star Spangled Banner um, done, <laughs> no. like no, 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 on uh, like a baseball game. Lenny Krav no, Len Lenny Kravitz. Like when they oh, when he starts messing guitar, with yeah, it yeah. on the guitar, yeah. and you're like, wow, this this sounds bad, but good. You know, like that's off. And they're trying to do it on purpose. This person's trying so hard that it's just nonsensical. That's perfect. Like, just... That's the most perfect thing I've ever heard a person say. That's so accurate. Uh, I'm not okay. I don't disagree. I think it's a, I agree. It's a great point, Lisa. I just think that also sometimes music that is super derivative of other good music. Sometimes you just put together a bunch of good music. Well, also I I feel like the thing that bugs me about that sentence you said of like that opening riff is. I could put together, like, nothing's coming to my head right now, but I can put together a great list of amazing opening riffs on albums, mm -hmm. right? Like, that's, there are so many iconic, incredible opening riffs, and to hear that one and be like, isn't that great? It's like, no, no I've heard okay. good opening riffs before. No, 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 before. and like, look, this you, is... you guys are aware this is not my normal position on the show of defending a thing at all, but especially not, uh, like, against all people. Here's my thing. All I'm saying is, it is solid. It's not the best ever. It's not in the top hundred. It is a solid bit of, even if it's derivative, good sounding guitar riff. It's nice. It's driving. It's enjoyable. It's safe. It's safe. Sure, it's, it's safe. It's trying so, hard but, and it's safe and it just makes you feel like, oh, I'm listening to hardcore 
like music that's but, trying but so to this be is hardcore the, okay music but this if you like hardcore actually. music one of the things you've had to deal with is the fact that the general public does not like hardcore music uh okay. it is a, not a pop genre and so saying like i'm going to take elements of this genre and make it enjoyable by the masses i think there's something to credit that i think there's an yeah. art to it that's and, and how you remind me is incredibly catchy and creating yeah. a yes. very like true. an earworm rock lyric and riff and it, even if it took him a couple of tries because he tried it with hangnail also um as the same song <laughs> but like putting together that like there is i think there's something to credit that it's not that anyone could do it i can't do it a lot of bands fail to do it and that yeah. they did it so well is to their credit even if it's not the thing that you're interested in i think there's some i would not say this is objectively bad music i think that is too harsh even for nickelback the world's joke i don't but i think something can be bad and justified at the same time yeah Yeah. i think nickelback is justifiably good or you know like okay yeah like sure you can make a lot of excuses for it but it's still bad. Like yeah, uh, maybe, maybe uh, you know, nine eleven made some good points. What or whatever? <laughs> I don't know. I'm that just... is not the position that I took. <laughs> that is a not... terrible bastardization of what we I said. We needed to get into Iraq, no matter how it happened, <laughs> oh and so God. yeah, it was bad, but it got a job done. This is not what I said. Turn, well, uh, Mission accomplished. <laughs> Isn't like a huge part of like the the backlash to Nickelback that they are like the definition of like hack right like they yeah are, they're doing an incredibly safe thing they don't challenge themselves in any way at least maybe they do maybe they do in later albums but like there's i'll tell something you for free about, like, they don't <laughs> yeah uh, there's something about like you know they they're never doing anything that seems like honest and sincere and right. earnest it's it's all like it's very calculated, safe, hacky rock and roll. Like that's what well, they I found think a way to commercialize it. They yeah. made like the most commercial version of like headbanging rap. Yeah, not rap. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. of like post grunge yeah. rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, this is certainly when I was so when I was reading all of my think pieces this morning. That was like the one through line is that people like their their criticism of them was of being inauthentic, and I am I have such mixed feelings about that because I feel like. I mean, like, authenticity in music is fake when it's real. Like, it's always, we're always, it's always commercial rock because that's what we hear. We're always hearing a band go through a commercial process. And, uh, and, and the idea of a band being super authentic is like also a marketing gimmick now. We're going to, we're going to show you how authentic, like, every rapper has three lines in every song arguing that they're the most authentic rapper of all time. And I, it's just, it's, that I feel like authenticity. This is what I'll say. Authenticity feels hacked to me. Um, well, see, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that they're like fake Canadian soft boys. They clearly <laughs> are. Like, I don't think they're presenting themselves as anything else than I what don't they know. are. The Those thing lyrics is, are inexcusable. Like, <laughs> I feel like I can hate them because Never Again is so poorly written and in such yeah. poor taste yeah. that poor I taste such poor taste. It's like, are you kidding me? She's just a woman over and over. I know and that's over the again. worst part. This like, is a song what? about domestic violence where your your answer is like, you can't hit her. She's just a woman. It's yeah. such an it's MRA song too. It's yes. like, it's it has this like 
knight in shining armor, but still a dude in the MRA. Yeah, it's like, it's like yeah. wouldn't it be fun to beat him up because like he's an abuser, so it's okay for me to want to beat him up? I'm Chad. Yeah, <laughs> so that's it's one a of the very lyrics. Chad. Also, she tells cut. you to go back to sleep, and you're just like this poor child, and then yeah. it's okay because she shot him. I, yeah. You're just like. This is crazy. It, it's crazy. You're right. Horrible, that one. That was very upsetting, song. despite its decent opening guitar rick, riff. And, I, and then when you realize that you are like rocking out to it, you're rocking out to this woman's like pain, who's also being condescended to by her t- small son. <laughs> her, her son. Like, son. <laughs> her son's tiny rock group. <laughs> yep. Well, so I it's agree with that. That's disturbing. a very it's totally fair points. I agree with all of that. Uh, I think that's more of an issue. I just think like I don't know. I feel like Frank Sinatra was not authentic. He didn't write any of his own music. <laughs> And I love Whoa. a lot of Frank Sinatra Let's get music. Um, like <laughs> I, I like Destiny's Child was not an authentic group. I feel oh, like no. any that is well, very true. I love pop no, music. I love music written by hit factories that are catchy but and how constructed. Can you, how can you say that? Like when they're also like innovators, create trendsetters. Like there is there. Are, you, no one's saying Destiny's Child is like authentic in the studio, but like you can't look at like the things they did, the doors they kicked down. That's what is expected of a group, right? If like, if you're just going to play it safe, you're just following other people's paths. You're never doing anything or striving to do anything more than that. That's what Nickelback is, right? Like you can, we can look at destiny's child and literally like, I may not be the biggest fan of all of their songs, but like just through the singles, I can show you the new innovative things they did. I can show, like, I can't sure. ever find a single thing that Nickelback did. So, and- okay, so we gotta we gotta start to wrap up here in a second. Um, two quick things before, or three quick things I want to go. One is, uh, I do feel like Nickelback jokes are hack, and we should we should ban them. I think we should, <laughs> unless they're about domestic violence and how it's really messed up to make songs about them. Yeah, that's yeah, th- yeah. There are more. Yeah, you can make more pointed criticism, but I think as a joke, it's just it's it's like a carrot top. It, it's just it's yeah, become no, hack. You're right. There was this kerfuffle a couple years ago where a police department in Canada tweeted like, if you get if you dr- are caught drunk driving, not only will we'll arrest you, we'll make you listen to our Nickelback CD on the drive. And it's like oh, no. if the cops are tweeting a joke, that joke is yeah. dead. It's over. Fair. Is very much gone. And um, what is kind of fun is that in the last couple of years, I don't know if you noticed this, that if you knew this, but um, Nickelback has started defending themselves on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so a band, so sweet. A band that I actually do Good like uh, is called Royal Blood, which is a, kind of a modern. It's a modern two-piece, more hardcore-esque uh, British band. But I like them. But they tweeted a Nickelback gag a couple months back. And Nickelback responded, uh, Nickelback jokes are like royal blood. They were cooler a few years ago. <laughs> and I I kind of like it. I like them mixing like it up it. a bit. <laughs> um, I mean, there, there are like so many more people, especially from this time. Like, I think, you know, like Fred Durris gets a lot of shit now, but I think that's deserved. Yeah. I kind of yeah, wish well Buck Cherry had had more sustained career because then Buck Cherry, we could all shit on and feel fine about it, right? <laughs> you wish like, they were more successful so we could be meaner to them now. Yeah, because fuck that band. They were terrible. And they um, faded Also, you away can see Buck quickly. Cherry Tuesday, February 5th in Manchester. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking. They're still touring, man. Every band that you hate is still touring. That's a scary speaking thing of, to know. Speaking of which, do you guys want to hear a little story yeah. that I was saving in my back pocket? Yeah, let's get mm-hmm. it. Nickelback was my first real concert Oh. that I went to. And... Uh, I was super pumped up. I went with my friend Stacy, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, she's we... such a Stacy. Uh, if I 
Was she ever. So I, I kept screaming like, fuck yeah, and I love Canada. And I was having a great time. And then this like pitcher of beer spilled all over me. Uh-huh. Oh. Like drenched in it. Uh-huh. And I, until last week, didn't take into consideration that it was possibly on purpose. Uh, <laughs> wait, when did until you didn't until when take an consideration? Like a week ago. <laughs> I was like, oh wait a minute. Holy shit. Do you think maybe someone like I was being so obnoxious that someone spilled Just think beer about on how me? annoying you have to be for someone to pour an entire pitcher of and, concert priced beer. That's like forty two dollars yeah, of beer on you. That's forty yeah. bucks. Absolutely. In nineties dollars. Or in two thousand one dollars. Yeah. That's a point that someone makes, and you listen to it. But I didn't realize it that. I was just like, oh, what a horrible accident. <laughs> oh. That's yep. really funny. It's a great story. Well, so to wrap you. up, you guys, we have to we have to ask the big question. Does it hold up? We'll have Phoebe go last. So I, I'm going to go first because I feel like I listened to this maybe the least because I did not really recognize it. And uh, I will say... I can't say if it held up or not because of that, but I will say my appreciation of Nickel appreciation of Nickelback is higher today than it was last week. Still not huge, but it went from I th- I thought of them only as a hack joke to now being like I see some points, I see some some things, and it's interesting that it was a big part, especially of people close to me's lives. So that has been really fun. Fun, really quick, fun story about my wife is that she liked this as a kid, but not like other things in the genre. But uh, later her dad would buy her records that were like, you'll love this. It sounds just like Nickelback. And she didn't Ah. love them. But whenever he was like around, she would try to like put it on, on her CD player so that he could hear it. Like, so it sounded like she was listening to it. Isn't that sweet? That's so sweet. Yeah. Anyway, she's the best. All right. uh, Anthony Nickelback, silver side up. Does it hold up for you? Uh, so this was my, like I said, my first time through the album, yeah. so I don't Probably have a lot of, yeah, a lot of, uh, uh, going into it. I mean, I think that, uh, How You Remind Me is still a fairly f- okay, like, pop rock Pretty song. Pretty catchy song. Um, yeah. yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't think, I think this is a very, very forgettable album. I do almost think Hangnail is a better song than How You Remind Me, because it's a little bit... <laughs> that feels but like you're almost doing is, that just to be contrarian. Yeah. It is... Uh, That's not a li- it's, it's a But it is song. essentially the same song. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I just thought... I don't know. It's not, not great. I'm very interested to see what Spotify mixes into my weekly playlist now. <laughs> uh, so that should be fun. That is but yeah, fun. no, it's, it's, right. it's okay. There's certainly worse... Music made sense then uh, that I don't like. Like like I said, I don't think they deserve all the ridicule they get because they are a meddling rock and roll band who's incredibly And probably if you're mean to them, they would just say sorry. Yep. Yeah. Uh, And if it makes you feel any better, Chad Kroger does fall into the category of uh, like Cindy Lauper. If you're ever really upset about them, you can find video of a bird pooping in their mouth while they sing. On stage. Whoa. <laughs> so, what? Wow. I'm sure there what? are other cele- there are other celebrities that sh- it must have happened to other singers, but the two I could think of is Cindy Lauper and Chad Kroger both have video online of them performing at outdoor festivals and a bird pooped in their mouths. In uh, their mouth. Incredible. 
Yeah, so I'm sure it, it must have, I mean, if it's happened to Cindy Lauper and Chad Kroger, it must have happened to other singers too, but those are always the, the two I've heard of, so. Man, <laughs> so I'm gonna keep I... Keep in mind, if you ever just want to feel bad or feel good about that, just Google that video. I feel like it's maybe the Bernie Sanders bird. Yeah. It's oh, like the, the same, same one that bird landed on his little yeah. platform. Yep, Bernie Sanders. Uh, or that, uh, that bird that hit Fabio in the uh, face on the stop. roller coaster. Yep. Uh, it's all the same it's bird. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it's a very productive bird. Um, yep. Lisa, does it hold up for you? Yeah. Silver side up. I I think that it is way better than I thought because I never actually thought about it. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, yeah, how you remind me is really genuinely catchy and yeah. I would say I like it. Everything else is a pile of crap that ruined <laughs> my husband's husband's spotify like i don't have spotify so i made him do it and he's really mad right now yeah um, that's so, awesome yeah. all right but yeah all right phoebe the big question for you because you had so we all had not that far down to go so most of us moved up a little bit for you you had yeah. a lot more room to maneuver so in your recent coming back to it does nickelback silver side up hold up for you alex i've been described as glowing while listening to how you remind me <laughs> and okay all right. that is no that is no different as it was uh back then yeah. from it is from how it is today i wow. i think in my heart of hearts back then i knew it was bad because my parents had great music taste i knew what good music was and today i still know what good music is but mm-hmm. goddammit, if I don't just love how like how much they care, and uh, I don't know, I I'm just I'm getting a little flustered and a little emotional here, but it holds up. It holds if up. If nothing for you. else, it's more than ever. Oh. It, it's such a time capsule for a part of my life that I'm incredibly embarrassed by, and it was incredibly it's incredibly on brand. Uh-huh. For who I was in 2001. And for as I, much as I hate that person, I'm like, all right, I have I have some fond memories. I, and Nickelback I'm represents that. that. It brought back the embarrassment without it actually hurting, with it still giving you the glow. I, I, very genuinely, yep. I think that's that's excellent that you were able to feel and that and not just feel disgusted with yourself. Really? I think oh, that's that there, there too, for sure. Oh, okay. I, was, I, was, I, was, I meant that because that's how I would feel, not like that you should. Oh no, it's there, complete disgust. There <laughs> is clear. something to the idea that from this time you you pull Silver's side up because we've already mentioned a lot of bad bands, but you just as likely could have been like Corn Follow the Leader. Right, or, or Creed. Any, yeah, Creed, yeah. Or Creed, a worse band, more yeah. of a punchline than Nickelback's ever been. Yeah. I think well, you I think Creed more deservedly. I think I, I dislike yeah. Creed more. Yeah. They're Christian uh, too, I think. That's a Christian band. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they were uh they had more. So they're trying they to say something. Nickelback's not trying to say anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They're just like, here we are, eh? Take our music. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't do it. I think you're right. Well, music, it's rock and roll for the background of a burrow scene. Right? Like that's <laughs> entirely yeah. what their music is made for. It's made to be put on in the back of a like dive bar where people are drinking cheap beer and not and, wanting to go to work tomorrow. And if that yes. happens, it holds up. If that's it, it holds up to that standard at least. If that's where you put it's the also, 
It's also a great karaoke song. Yeah. Well, <laughs> boy, I sure am going to learn this for the karaoke. That is very fun. Yep. I like that a lot. Good, good recommendation. Thank um, you. Awesome. <laughs> All right, everybody, that is it for our show. Uh, thank you so much for listening uh, to season two of Read and Weep. I, I hope you're enjoying it. You can become a Meat Buddy to support this program. Go to readnashweep.com slash meatbuddies and even a dollar a month will help keep us floating down the tracks. Uh, we'll be back again next week with another season two episode. Uh, Anthony, thanks for being here. As always, it's so much fun. Good luck on your apartment search. Uh, Lisa, I will. thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks. Good luck so on fun. producing a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, at Phoebe Bottoms, thank you for joining us and talking to us about your, your childhood. Thank and you for having me. Good luck on your tattoo. Thank you for that as well. I, America, I remind yourselves about Nickelback today. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, please write in and let us know if you, if, if, uh, you go back. Go back and listen to uh, How It Reminds Me and tell me if it holds up. How you remind me. Tell me if it holds up for you. Um, and Facebook and Twitter. We appreciate all of it. All right. We'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye.